Hi, everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And it's just the two of us. It turns out everyone else fell asleep during Tech's 24 to 10 win over UTEP. Oh, God, they haven't woken up for three days. What's wrong? Uh, It was that boring, at least by the end. (laughs) It started exciting, but it got boring quick. Yeah, I mean, I have an interesting tale for how I started this game, and maybe this is why we sputtered a little bit. But so right now, my key does not work in my car door. So I basically just have to leave my car unlocked. I guess uh, don't listen if you're planning to steal things from my car, please. Um, I have to leave my car. And what's your home address again, by the way, just for the record? Uh, (laughs) uh, So I have to I have to leave my car unlocked and I went to Target um, because my wife was out at a concert. So I was picking her up a surprise birthday gift. Anyway, I accidentally locked the car when I got out. So I was stuck waiting on roadside assistance to come unlock my car for about three hours. So I missed the. Yeah, it was like. I guess I guess it only ended up being two hours, but their estimate Still. was like 140 minutes or something. And it ended up being a little faster than that. But like I got in my car at like 815. So I was watching on my phone in the Target parking lot in Arlington, Texas, um, as we scored those first 14 points. I think I was driving home when Smoke scored the uh, the punt return touchdown. So when I got home, everything was very bad. But before I got home, things were great. Yeah, I also missed the beginning of this game. There was a watch party in in D.C. that I was going to and got stuck catching up with a friend with drinks beforehand. Went, oh, no, I have to get there immediately. So grabbed a rental scooter, scooted to a metro, took a train down, took another scooter from the train stop to the restaurant. Uh, It was fun when I got there, but I missed basically the entire excitement of this game because, (laughs) yeah, this this starts with a tech touchdown on their opening drive, then a punt return after forcing a three and out of UTEP. 14 nothing, just like that. I walk in the door, it's 14 nothing because I had, I had been watching the game on my phone. I saw the first couple plays on the train, and then when I'm scooting, I as bad as it is to watch and drive something, watch and scoot something, I feels like even more dangerous. So uh, I wasn't able to pay attention, and by the time, like the, the six blocks it took for me to get from the metro to the restaurant, Tech had scored 14 points. And I was like, okay, well, this is going great so far. And then it just, after that, really no momentum from either team for most of the game. And yeah, it, it's just one of those games where you go, it was a win, but I'm not, I, I, I feel nothing. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, I, we haven't been doing this this season and it's kind of the namesake of our show, but let me ask you the, the question that we pose, right? Did tech go and did tech die in this game? Nathan, what do you, what are your thoughts about that? I think because we won and, and won by more than a point or whatever, I don't think that we died, but I don't think we ever really showed up either. Or if we went, we went, scored 14 and then ducked out and got a uh, insert name of El Paso brand uh, fast casual restaurant here that I don't know. <laughs> but the idea being that we showed up at first, we were clicking on all cylinders on yeah. offense. And then, I mean, you have the 85 yard pass. It, it doesn't go for a score. But 85-yard pass to set up a touchdown, then a punt return for a touchdown. And this is a team that we know is bad, and we were hoping to prove that we were not good, but at least not that bad. And it seemed like that's what we were doing. But after that, we just stopped going. Any any semblance of go that we had was out the door. We did not collect the $200 either. Right. I mean, I agree completely. I think, like, we certainly went, right? You scored 14 points in the first, what, three minutes of the game? Yeah, two and a half minutes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But man, that was, 
that was all the gas we had in the tank, apparently, you know, and we'll get into some more specifics and I guess, but, you know, to start the game out like that with an 85 yard pass to Cyrus Allen, I mean, I honestly didn't know because I was like, while that was happening, the guy was there unlocking my car. So I had it up on my phone. And, you know, the last thing I like remember seeing was that we were we had a penalty. And so it was going to be second and 21. And then the next thing I saw was a touchdown. So I was like, oh, did we fumble and they scored a, t-? you know, like that was my first thought <laughs> was not. Oh, no, we must have had an 85 yard pass to set <laughs> up a touchdown. No, it was like, oh, God, we must have we must have done something stupid and given up a touchdown, you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah. And then Smoke's return, obviously, was um phenomenal. And yeah, I mean, all of a sudden you're up 14, nothing when really we haven't we haven't been starting fast this season at all. Like no. I, I don't have the stat in front of me, but a couple of weeks ago, you know, for that North Texas game, they said we'd been outscored. What? Like, you know, 30 something to nothing in the first quarters or something like that of yeah. FBS games. So to get that fast start, I mean, we really needed it because we didn't have much going for us the rest of the night. Yeah. Cause after that, the, the, just to read off the drive chart, one of our old pastimes, uh, after the punt return touchdown, our offense does punt, 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 field goal, end of half, which was annoying because we actually were kind of having a drive put together there. Then punt, we have another touchdown in there, which we'll talk about in a second. Then punt, punt, end of game. It was, it w- at least they weren't turnovers, right? Let's let's jump yeah. to some things that were good in this game and a game that we won by two touchdowns. Let's talk about things that were good. I'm not sure why I have to say that part out loud, but it feels like I do. Jack Turner didn't turn over the ball again was not Jack turnover drive. Yeah. Uh, zero turnovers on the night. I mean, that's, that's a good thing, right? That, that was one of my keys to victory on bleed tech blue. Like if we want to beat a team that we think we're better than, well, we can't just give away the ball. Right. And so I think that, I don't think this team has had a lot of turnovers this year, right? We had one against Nebraska. Yeah. And I'm just going to be looking at the non FCS games and removing them from the equation. Uh, tech is only giving the ball away once per game. And of all the opponents that tech will face this year, that is in first place. Um, yeah. Only Jacksonville state is also only giving the ball away once per game. And meanwhile, for takeaways though, that's where we've really struggled is that we haven't been able to force turnovers. Um, of course, in this game, we were able to recover that one fumble, but that side of the ball is where we'd struggle defensively at getting those turnovers. But also, while we're on the topic of turnovers, Jack Turner, well, he didn't throw any interceptions. He did fumble the ball twice, but we're, both of those were luckily recovered by Tech. Yeah, I mean, let's let's stick on the good here for a second before okay, I get my yeah. thoughts on, uh, on Jack Turner overall. You know, I thought the, the run game for us was pretty decent in this game. Marquise Crosby came in and had a single run in the first quarter for like 20 yards and then apparently re-injured himself, so hopefully not too badly. Um, but Tyree Shelton was pretty solid all night. I thought, um, 16 carries for 104 yards, one touchdown, you know, really like he's kind of the, the back that we need and we need him to stay healthy so that, you know, we have a a sort of go-to running back because when he was not in, it was down to Keldrick Moody. And, you know, I I think even some of the other fifth, sixth string guys are out hurt right now too. So it's kind of like, okay, we need somebody to stay healthy, please. And if it's Tyree Shelton, I think that's a very good thing for this offense. Yeah. Uh, I also enjoyed true Edwards, right? Yeah. He has the beautiful basket catch for our second touchdown early mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Caught it around the guy's arm. That was, that was nice. Yeah. 
And just overall, I mean, he has four catches. He leads the team in receptions. It isn't saying much because he also had four of the nine total catches there were all game. Yeah, let's let's talk about the bad. I keep trying to transition into the bad. I just keep getting caught off guard. Anything else good to say? Oh, wait, hold on. Shout out. Blake Oshendorf. Man. Okay. Yeah. What a game yeah. From this guy, 55 yard average on six punts, including three down inside the 20. I mean, what, what a game from, uh, from, I don't know if we have a name for him, but Blake, a nickname. I mean, Blake Oshendorf. I mean, great game, 66 yard long. And that one I think was like, he punted it 66 yards in the air for a touchback. And it's like, Oh shit, I need to take a little bit off of it. Tonight. <laughs> so, yeah, we didn't have much going for us overall, but Blake Oceanor brought us a game for sure. Yeah, I'm busy trying to think of a nickname. This is what we're really missing with Matt not on the on the podcast. Yeah, yeah I mean, and really sure. in a game that had so many punts by both teams, you compare him to Joshua Sloan, the UTEP punter, which he had a great night too, honestly, along of 59, averaging 45.8, but that's still 10 yards per punt shorter than what Oshendorf was able to do on the night. And that is... Yeah a difference. I want to say LaTeX sports central tweeted out that this was like the best, the first, yeah, here it is. Uh, Blake Oceandorf was key flipping the field with six punts, averaging 55 yards. His 66 yarder in the fourth was the 11th longest in the history of tech. He joins Ryan Allen as the only tech punter to average 55 yards per punt with at least three punts, which Ryan Allen only did that once. So, um, Blake Oceandorf now has the chance to, I guess, break that weird record 55 yard punt average with more than three punts. But one of these um, days we're going to be stuck on a fourth down at our own one yard line. He's going to kick out of the end zone and get it down at the one and it will yeah. be a 109 yard punt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go to the bad. I mean, I, there are some highlights on defense, right? I mean, you hold a team to 10 yeah. points overall. Yeah, what, what, one more good, one more good thing. I mean, the pass defense, I mean, uh, UTEP, their quarterbacks were very bad at throwing the ball in this game. I mean, they they had nine total completions in 28 attempts, but the pass defense was good, uh, very solid. They held uh, UTEP to 101 yards. That's the fourth time Tech's defense has allowed fewer than 150 passing yards. Shout out again to our guy, La Tech Sports Central. That's really good, right? I, I mean, teams kind of have to become one-dimensional against us. Um, so too bad, <laughs> too bad. That's yeah. the, the other dimension is running yeah. because yeah. Yeah. yeah, too bad. Yeah. <laughs> 3.6 yards per pass attempt, 4.8 yards per rush attempt. I don't remember the last time I saw a team give up, not let alone the rushing average be higher than the passing average, but it be by more than a yard. Yeah. 46 carries for 220 yards. UTEP had done their homework just like we did. And knowing that if they were to win this game, they need to be able to run the ball. Unfortunately for them, they were down 14 nothing very quickly, and yeah. there's only so much running you can do and try to make this a competitive game still. But I almost could not believe that they went away from so on their on their lone touchdown drive of the game, they just ran it between the right tackle and the right guard every single play and rushed for 85 yards on that drive um, on their way to a touchdown, and then they kind of went away from it for the entire rest of the game. So I don't know if like we adjusted I. I don't think we adjusted anything to specifically account for that. But like, I, I don't know if I were a UTEP fan, I'd be like, I would have been very frustrated. Like, Hey, why aren't we just running between the right tackle and the right guard yet again? 
Yeah. UTEP was able to do what we thought they would be able to do, and that's run the ball on us. Not only are they a they're not a good running team, but they have proven to be able to be good against bad running defenses. And that's what we are. And that's what we got shown again is that they can run the ball against us if they want to. The issue was that I don't think they wanted it enough. Yeah. I mean, to continue with the bad here, I mean, we had questions going into this week and we discussed a lot on our last show. Like if Hank is healthy, who should get the start? Uh, I think that question was answered. Jack Turner gets the start. Um, Hank did not play. I I hope that that's because he's hurt. Because Jack Turner did not look good in this game. Um, you he heard it throw. here first. Evan hopes that Hank is hurt. <laughs> that is a quote, I guess. Um, I, I'm just saying, like, if Hank was able to play and did not come in in that third quarter, I don't know what Coach Cumby was thinking. Because it was very clear that, like, the Jack Turner we saw against Nebraska was, you know, slinging it downfield a little bit. He was he was confident in throws. Um this Jack Turner this week threw to just four different receivers, completed nine passes for 152 yards. I mean, 15.0 QBR. I mean, just kind of lacked any sort of spark at all. I mean, it just it wasn't fun to watch this game. Yeah, the fact that there's only one highlight video on the ESPN uh, recap. That's you a great think throw, it, by the way. Great throw. Yeah, so the it's, kid it's has the, it. I mean, he's got it. It's just like it's the corner throw to uh to true Edwards, by the way, that we mentioned earlier, but yeah, great throw. He can do it when he can do it, but yeah, that's 5% of his passing attempts though. Where, where was any, I, it, I don't know. Like, and it goes back to that. Like, is this the game plan? Like just dink and dunk short to three different receivers. I mean, Nate Jones, Cyrus Allen have one reception each true Edwards has four and smoke has three. I don't know who was targeted on those other plays, but the offense just struggled you know, just absolutely struggled to get anything put together after that first. I mean, the first one's not even a drive, right? It's an explosive play. So I don't know, man. It's like you said at the top, it's like we won this game and we finally broke the 16 game road losing streak. But it's like, am I confident about Western Kentucky or like Liberty down the road? Am I confident about going to Middle Tennessee? Like, no, no, absolutely not. The offense didn't show me anything. So I don't know. It was a frustrating game to watch for sure. Not even that, but so yes, he didn't throw any interceptions, right? Also, he has the two fumbles that mentioned earlier, both were recovered by tech. One of them ends up getting recovered by tech at their own one. Imagine if that hadn't gone that way and UTEP pulls within seven with eight thirty left. Yeah. Like this game feels comfortable by the final score and the fact that UTEP's offense wasn't able to really do anything. But if they have the ball at our one or close inside our five, then most likely, no matter what, it's becoming 24 to 17. And then momentum's on their side, things like that. I think that's what I'm worried about. I complained about the interception problem that never really happened. Hopefully after I complain about this, this problem will also get solved. But the first time I remember seeing uh, Jack Turner for Tech this year, it was a quarterback run around the left side where he fumbled the ball out of bounds. Fumbled the ball twice in this game, too. I think both were sack fumbles that ended up getting recovered, I think. I know at least one was. But ball security from your quarterback is big, so that's concerning to me. And another point, granted, not the biggest point, but another point in the if if Bachmeyer is healthy, play Bachmeyer. Of course, Courtney's not here to disagree, but... I don't see how she could after after that performance. I mean, it. 
I think that was the worst quarterback performance that we've seen, like including the SMU game. And it wasn't terrible, right? It could have been three picks and then we would have lost this game, but there wasn't anything to it. You know, it was like every time the offense came out on the field, it was like, boy, I hope we just get lucky and break a tackle and run for 50 yards, you know, because like we're not doing anything out there. Yeah. Other bad. I mean, one other thing I guess we we should mention a tech player, Brevin Randall, stomped on the helmet or neck area of a UTEP player. Unacceptable. He's been suspended indefinitely. I think that's absolutely the correct move. How long indefinitely ends up being um, is, I guess, up to up to Dr. Wood, up to Coach Cumby, and up to Brevin himself. I mean, I, I hope that there's some... Where I come down on it is it's absolutely unacceptable, and I hope that there are steps being taken to help him understand how that's unacceptable and how wearing a Louisiana tech uniform means that you don't do things like that. Like I said, that's kind of how I come down. Uh, I know some in the group, some in, in go tech, please don't die. Want him like kicked off the team um, forever. Um, and I understand that perspective. Um, I just think that he's like a 21 year old kid who deserves a chance to make, to learn a lesson. And, you know, I hope that, I hope that he is able to learn that lesson because it was absolutely inexcusable what he did. And there are some people who are trying to defend it. And it's like, dude, we all saw the video. So like, it, it's not, uh, I don't, I don't understand how you could defend it. So anyway, yeah, or saying it doesn't happen. Yeah. And, and to be where I come down on it, to be clear is I'm not that I don't, I would never want to see him play football at tech ever again, kick him off the team, yada, yada. That's not where I come down, but he's a fifth year senior. We have six games left this season, assuming we don't go bowling or end up in the conference championship game by wishing on a shooting star. Uh, so effectively, if you end his season or say you have a six game suspension, that means he's out for the rest of the year. Um, and to me, a six game suspension for something like this wouldn't be an outrageous punishment. Um, if it ends up at three or four games or or what, like who knows right now, right now it's indefinite. That means nothing. But yeah. If it ends up shorter than that, I'm not going to go com- like yell or complain or anything like that. But I think a six-game suspension would be fair. And if he ends up not playing again this year, which would effectively mean he doesn't end up playing again for Tech, I don't think that's outrageous for what happened. You are stepping on the – or stomping, to use a, a more accurate word, on the head or neck area of a defenseless player after the play is already over. That is, to me, worth six games, and it just happens to be where we are on the schedule. Um, this team has had problems with penalties all year, whether that's being undisciplined or things like this. I believe he's also the same guy who, even though we talked about it didn't look like he really did anything, got flagged at Nebraska for the um, the unsportsmanlike yeah. uh, uh, conduct there, too. Again, he may have said something there. Who knows? Um, again, that's we don't know exactly what that call was about. But this team, it feels like, is very close to, I don't want to say playing dirty, but not playing clean, definitely. And to excuse this kind of behavior and give him a a slap on the wrist would be undermining the entire locker room. Yeah. And I think what coach Cumbie has been trying to instill is like a a character to this team, right? Like it's, you know, the wins and losses aren't always there right now, but he's trying to, he's trying to create a culture, right? He's trying to instill like values in these young men. And that is completely counter to everything that we've heard from coach Cumby, right? Like we're not trying to be the in Indomitian Sioux school, right? 
so yeah, I, I don't know. It, and it sucks too because, like, honestly, this guy had one of the better games on our defense, right? He might be in line for, like, sort of a fringe player of the game. He had a sack and, and three tackles for loss on a team that was running the ball pretty effectively against us. So, I mean, as far as the defense goes, he kind of had the best game on the defense. So, like, to just make a play like that where now you've taken yourself off the football field through your own decisions is, like, it's just really sad to see. And, you know, he absolutely deserves that punishment. And, like I said, I just hope that he's given the opportunity to learn something from it. And whether whether it comes through him being on the football field again or not, I just, he's a young man. Like people on social media are calling for him to be like murdered and stuff. And it, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. And not it's social media, murdered, but, but they're I'm just sure like, there are people, right? It's, it's national yeah. news attention. Uh, and it's but like, you know, okay, come on, man. Like he made a mistake and yeah, it was, a, it was a very reckless mistake, but like a, a mistake nonetheless. So anyway, uh, glad that the other player is okay. That too. Yeah. Uh, let's go to, kind of wrap this up i guess we've talked about this game for a while and while a lot of it was a big old nothing burger tech did win there were players to shout out so let's go ahead and do that and give player of the game and our closing thoughts uh evan you want to go first here Ooh, man player of the game um uh, big o blake oceandorf i mean in a game where yeah we win by two scores but like it never felt like we were in control it never felt like we you know, really had it like if UTEP put together a drive, I would have been very scared. You know, if it, if it gets to 24 to 17, I would have been very scared. Uh, but Oceandorf, you know, won the field position battle and UTEP wasn't able to move the ball effectively at all. So those punts in that field position mattered, right? If he shanks one for 20 yards, uh, you know, that puts UTEP at midfield. Maybe they pick up 15 yards and kick a field goal. Although their kicker, they didn't trust their kicker at all. Shout out Buzz Flabiano, um, <laughs> who has made now two field goals in his in his campaign this season. But my overall thoughts, I mean, I think I've pretty much already said this. I think the offense was just really frustrating to watch. I, I hope that Hank is back. I hope that Tyree Shelton or Crosby are ready to go for Thursday night. But this is the kind of win we absolutely needed to get. We needed to break that road losing streak. So it's a big, big win in that sense. But it also leaves you just like uh, UTEP's so bad that we were able to beat them, right? It doesn't make you feel like this is a team that can go go on the road to a tough place when we haven't the, our backs against the wall and we'll find a way to win. No, it's just like ah, UTEP was just so bad, man. So hopefully they'll take something more out of it than, than I am. But I think it's just the kind of win that's like, okay, I get, I guess we won, you know, and that's hard to do. So I, I feel like I should be happier, but I just don't have confidence going into this weird October slate. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. And so I want to give it to a defensive player just because we held our opponent to 10 points scored in this one, which is even below their season average. I'll give it to the guy who has the highest PFF score and the most tackles in this game. Miles Hurd. Tech's passing defense was the reason they won this game. Our offense was nothing doing throughout most of this. Uh, finally able to put some points up on the board at the beginning of the fourth quarter. But UTEP wasn't able to come back because they couldn't pass the ball. And yes, that's somewhat due to the fact they didn't have a good backup quarterback when Gavin Hardison was rolled out of this game. But 
regardless, you have to play good pass defense, and that's what Tech did. And just a single one guy out, based on his his stat line and PFF score, and and even really a little bit of the eyes test, um, I'll give it to Miles Hurd. But uh, yeah, my my closing thoughts from this game. I'm glad it's over. I'm glad it's a win. We're at 500 again. We are halfway to a bowl game, which is a weird sentence. We're also halfway to the end of the season. Uh, This team does not look good enough to win three more games the rest of the year. Well, I think think just to, to kind of touch on that point, right? Like your record predictor has the most likely scenario as five and seven. I mean, we've got Sam Houston and Jacksonville State still on the schedule. So you'd have to... You'd have to win those and then find another win there. And we've all talked about that MTSU game being tough. Liberty looks good. Western, you know, expected to win the conference. So, I mean, it's it's hard to find the confidence beyond those two FCS call-ups. And even even they look okay. So, but yeah, I mean, this the 6-6 six and six is at 21% right now. Um, that was before this game, though, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. So right now, actually, ESPN FPI gives Tech a 50.98% chance to win a bowl game right now. To go to a bowl game? To go to a bowl game, to be 6-6 six and six or better. Is- wow, so winning that game at UTEP really changed that a lot then. Yeah, we have, let's see, I, I don't have, so this next game, that's Western Kentucky, is a 33.5% chance. After that is Middle Tennessee, right? That's 446 New Mexico State, we have oh, a sixty-three point four percent chance. Yeah, is that home or away? That is a home game, so that helps a lot. Uh, that's the the Tuesday after the Tuesday after the oh, Tuesday. Because we have okay. Tuesday by a week. Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday after the Tuesday after the Tuesday. Tuesday okay. after the Thursday after the Friday. Uh, yeah, so th- that New Mexico State home game helps a lot there. Then we have Liberty, which gives us a fifteen percent chance, which is low. Then sixty-six point eight percent chance against. That would be Jacksonville. No, Sam Houston. Sorry, Jacksonville State's actually been a good team. This is also a game on the road, and that's a 31.3% chance to win that one. You add all that up, um, you do some cool statistical things, and you end at 50.98%. I just grabbed two of them randomly, or not really randomly, but the ones I was curious about. Tech has both a 31% chance to end as either 5-7 or 6-6. It's 31.5% at 5-7 or 31.4% to end up at six and six. So teetering on the edge there of being a bull team, which just doesn't sound true. Uh, But I think I also forgot that New Mexico state is on the schedule, but I mean, you saw what we did against North Texas, so you can never take anything for granted. All right. And again, this week, Matt wasn't quite able to join the show, but we wanted to take some time to ask him how we thought about this game against UTEP. So Matt, what were your thoughts about how tech competed against the miners? Well, uh, Roller coaster ride. Some moments that looked great, others that didn't look so great. But it, people say it's hard to complain when you're two and zero in conference and you've already matched your win total that you've only reached the last two years halfway through the season. So I mean, halfway to a bowl game and one more victory this year will be one more than we've had in the last couple of seasons. But and first road win in I think three seasons, which is pathetic. <laughs> but uh. So that felt good, but I didn't think it was a particularly impressive game from the quarterback. I thought Jack didn't really look like he did against Nebraska. I thought he played fairly well against Nebraska and for some reason really couldn't get going against uh, UTEP. I I think he only had single-digit complete. Yeah, 9 of 20. Uh, Not a great day. The only throw I saw him make that was worth a shit was the the touchdown to uh, True Edwards, which was a fantastic throw. That was a great throw, but... 
other than that, uh, it just feels like UTEP's a very not good football team, which they're one in five. So I guess that's that checks out. But my player of the game for this though was uh, Tyree Shelton. Yeah, good pick. I, th- I mean, he averaged six and a half yards a carry. He had a good, uh, good, good burst on his long run. I think he had like a 40-yard run at one point and punched in that touchdown. I mean, it started off hot. You know, we had that first play, I think, to Cyrus that almost scored. So uh, it felt like we were going to... That and on the punt return. Yeah. Two and a half minutes in the game, we were up by 14. Yeah, and I was feeling pretty good. And Smoke made that play. So it's like, wow, man, things are really firing in all cylinders. And obviously the defense didn't play like shit. They only gave up 10 points. So... uh, yeah, but Tyree's my guy for player of the game. As far as my overall feeling, it feels like, hey, 2-0 in conference, 3-3 three and three in the season, uh, you know, scratch together. I, I don't have any delu- illusions of grandeur. Uh, Tech's not going to win the conference, but I just want to see some progress here over, after the last two seasons. So I feel like picking up a road victory, getting your third win of the year, Already at the halfway point, I know that that's not really a super sexy statistic or accomplishment, but for this team, I think it is. So, uh, you know, we're just going to have to see if we can carry, if you want to call it momentum, into uh, next week's game. UTEP just was playing musical chairs with the quarterback, and if they would have started that last kid, maybe the whole game, they probably would have had a better shot. But a very rare moment where I'm going to compliment Scott Power. I really like the... uh, the all-out blitz that he called a couple of times against the uh, a third stringer because that's that's the best strategy against someone who has very little playing time at the collegiate levels. Just uh, bombard them and see what happens. So, I mean, it's hard to complain about winning, but I'm skeptical going forward a little bit. But uh, I, I like our chances to uh, get a couple more victories. Okay. Um, also, I just want to point out, sort of as my final thought here, this is what first place in Conference USA looks like. We're 2-0, and baby. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the bowl team. I think is my final thought. We'll win a bowl. May even make the conference championship. Who knows? Optimism. It's a whole new month. And that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or head to our blog, gtbdd.dog. And like I said a second ago, it's a new month, which means we have a new shirt of the month. I'm not sure, Evan, have you seen it yet? Oh shit. Hold on. Hold I don't th- on. I, I think you're gonna hate it, to be honest. You think so? I think so. I think you're going to go, oh, God, what is that? Oh, hell no. (laughs) No, I kind of like it, man. I kind (laughs) of like it. That's cool. Yeah, so here's what I'm looking at right now, y'all. It's a a blue shirt. It's like, you know, tech blue. And uh, it has a football in the middle. And it says the Blonde Bomber. And then it's got, like, art or a stylized, like, B-52 bomber with a freaking Terry Bradshaw blonde hair on it. From from like back in his tech days. No, that's great, man. Also, yeah, shout out to your description here. Paying homage to a particular tech QB that played on campus. Hey, look, I don't <laughs> want to get sued. All right. Yeah. Uh, from 1966 to 1969. Hey, there were multiple ones. So I think you've you've covered our asses there. Um, as well as the B-52 bomber flown out of nearby Barksdale Air Force Base. They flew one of them bad boys over the... Northwestern State game, and mm-hmm. man, that shit was cool. Yeah, the Braun Bomber B fifty two shirt. I wholeheartedly endorse this, Nathan. I don't know why you thought I wouldn't. 
it's a silly shirt, which then again, I mean, that's our whole thing is to be silly. So if you want to see what this looks like, we'll tweet it out today too. There's a lot happening on the first, so I'm waiting until the second to make the tweet. But if you haven't seen it on Twitter yet, go check it out, if only for a laugh, but also for a secondary reason of giving us money to help pay for our website. gtpdd.dog slash shop is that. You can also do the contest, um, read our recap and preview blog posts and, and everything else gtpdd.dog and so until next time I'm Nathan I'm Evan and go tech please don't die yeah and that's the other thing is that it absolutely has been a complete nightmare for tech on social media just in terms of like pff tweeted it espn fucking put it on their instagram story right like fox news is carrying the story so like yeah i was trying to remember if his name was brevin or blevin so i just googled randall and every single little news story is about it uh fox news sports illustrated new york post deadspin espn and then off to the side because google wants to try to guess what you're talking about gives me the wikipedia bio for julius randall um which is you know and Nice that at least one of these things isn't about it.